Our Lord, we thank you tonight. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We, we honor you, our Lord. Bless you. Lord, we pray tonight that you will give us access to your table, access to your spirit, access, access to your word. Pray. Lord, open up your doors. I pray for our heart. Teach us to teach us the way. To show us the way. Let your doors be open. Let your gates be open. Let use your word, Lord, to paint entrance, to show entrance, to show entrance. Use your words to show entrance. Open it up. Open it up. Open it up. Open it up. I pray. Pray for blind eyes to see. Pray for eyes that are dim. Eyes that are dim. Pray for hearts. Hearts that are cold to heat up. Warm, warm up. Subjection. Father, bring us under subjection, under subjection to sit, sit at your table, sit with you, to sit with you, to sit with you. Come, bring us into fellowship, bring us into communion by your spirit, by your spirit, by your spirit. Thank you, our Father. All sanctify our hearts this evening. Help us open it, open it up, I pray. Lord, don't make us spectators tonight. Remove that, remove that attitude. Break it. Break it, oh God. I ask, Lord, willingness of heart to participate, to participate, Lord. Help us, let's find a breakthrough tonight. I pray, help us to have, to arrive, to access, to ascend, I pray, oh God. Let every heart Arrive at the place of encounter. Every heart arrive at the place of encounter. Show up. Every heart show up at your table. Grant access. Access today, I pray. Break us. Give us meekness. Meekness for the spirit. To hear the spirit. To hear your word. Thank you, our Lord. We give you all the glory. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, thank you, Father. Good evening to you. Please say good evening to someone. Um, we need to do more of fellowshipping with the Lord. Um, these times, this season, I feel somewhere we are not very used to it. We are not very... Um, we don't know too much. We don't know what to do. It, uh, um, in the place of communion, because we are not very used to it. We don't practice it enough. Um, there, those are things that we need to um, praise God. Because when we come together, 
it's a, it's a place of fellowship. You know how Paul described it? You're having a psalm. You're having a, you know, yes. It's uh, when we come together to meet together. Atmosphere of the Spirit. Each person, you have your own, your own measure of the Spirit. And we come to, we come to, to share wine, you know. Aha, we come to, I want to drink of your own wine. You can drink of my own. Uh, we all have that measure of the spirit which we bring. Amen. So, so we're, we're all coming to draw, but we're also coming. Uh, it's not just a one way. <laughs> it's a fellowship. You understand? Uh -huh. So, um, but I know the more, the more we excel in our communion with the Lord, the, the more powerful we are to invite the Lord into our midst. Right? The more um, we are, praise God, glory to Jesus. Um, the, you know, this is, this is a season where they want to make us practitioners of everything we have been learning. So it involves participation. And it's not just coming to meeting in your life, in, at home, in your, you get what I mean? You, you must be willing to be constantly engaging the Spirit of God. Praise God. Nobody should be cold in this time at all. Right? Coldness of heart, you know. Um, praise God. Uh, the things that make us cold is, is the world. It's the world. When we take the world's stuff, when we come to God's presence, we'll feel like strangers. We can't, we won't be able to fetch and to pick flow in the spirit. So there will be a difficulty. You find that only few people are doing the work. Right? And then the Lord will bless us. The Lord will come. But praise God if few people are doing the work. But when, when every heart is, you know, every heart is in touch with the Lord, you will come together. When we meet together, fellowship is richer, powerful. Uh, because the Lord responds to the, the, the heart. You know, there is also, it's not just sincerity of wanting the Lord. It's also skillfulness of your heart to bring him. Like David was skillful. The Bible says he plays skillfully, right? Um, and skill, when it's, whenever you hear the word skill, skill is not... Uh, it's not by, you don't get skilled by laying off hands. <laughs> Even if someone lays hand on you, you he can lay hand on you to open the door to receive skill. Nobody has a skill without practice, without exercise. It's exercise that produces skill. So, of course, David wasn't just skilled in playing the instrument. He was also he was skilled in using the instrument to, to touch the heart of God. Amen. And you say, don't, you say, I, I say, I don't play a musical instrument. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your instrument is your heart. You get. Praise Jesus. Your, your what? Your instrument is your heart. Your instrument is your heart. That's how you, um, that's how you, you call 
the Lord, from your heart, your heart will begin to, to, to employ your members. Right? Your heart will begin to employ your members with, for some time to employ your tongue. Your tongue will join your heart to begin to fellowship with the Lord. After a while, your vision, your mind will join the profession. You begin to, your meditation, you begin to see, uh, you, can be, you begin to see and think and have meditations around the place of fellowship. You understand? Well, after a while, your body, even the outward man, will join the chorus. Glory to God. And um, we're getting to a point where, where we'll be reformatted for, for fellowship. Praise God. Fellowship with the Lord. Amen. Does anybody understand what I'm trying to say? You get what I'm. You know what I mean. Amen. We. Um, there's a. There's a. The Lord wants to graduate us into a place. Right. There is. There are some things that some kind of ministry that won't come, if we can't create, the kind of atmosphere. I know atmosphere is not instrument. It's not music. It's not all those things. Atmosphere is heart. <laughs> heart is what is what creates. Is what generates atmosphere. And, and then when the atmosphere is right, the Lord will can, the Lord can visit. The Lord can visit. Her. Praise Jesus. Um, there. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. There's a lot that we need to, we need to, um, we need to master at this time. One of the most important things, of course, leading of the spirit, right? Um, leading of the spirit has to be powerful, has to be strong. You know why? Because it's through leading that they that they they attach you to the spirit. Through leading, in there's so much about the leading of the spirit that we don't even know. There's so much we don't know all the things that happen to you when you are being led by the Spirit. And when the Spirit is leading you, you might think, oh, it's just about this thing. So you feel maybe, if I, if I take another option, it will still be okay. But most of the time, when the Spirit of God is leading you, it's not really because of that thing they want you to do. It's because of there's something about a person who is being led. Right? Well, as they are leading you, they are cleaning all the, the pipes of your soul. They are refitting some things. They are exchanging some things that are damaged, bringing in fresh ones. All kind of rehabilitation is happening when you are and leading. Is just been following the following the impulses of the spirit, right? And and in your everyday life as you are living, Amen. Amen. Don't. This is not a season for anybody to shut down. Maybe God is talking to you about something. You shut it down. No, that is not a time for that. <laughs> you used to do it before. Repent. <laughs> Repent. No matter how little the voice, how, how minute what they are saying is, just take it. What, what they want to do to you is more than that thing they are telling you. Right? It's actually it's a voice from a world trying to pull you closer to themselves. And they will do it leading by leading, just leading by leading by leading. And it can be leading in insignificant things. Or as you're following the you're following the leading of the spirit, what will happen 
you begin to find that you are getting closer and closer to, to their world. Praise Jesus. If you follow leading and follow leading, you'll see after some time, your understanding will open up more. Some things are difficult to comprehend before. You, you sometimes, when they, they lead you in the spirit, sometimes that leading you might think is about something, maybe even in the natural, but what they might, they might be doing is creating context for an understanding that should come later on. And when maybe a message is coming by, by the Spirit, sometimes you can't really relate fully with the depth, the spirit of what that word is saying if they haven't created some kind of experience you know, in your mind that you can relate with that will create context. Amen. You know, messages are short. To me, two hours is short, three hours is short to really delve into the details of what the Lord wants to say. So, it means that there will have to be a lot of things that are happening outside the time of the message in your life. The Holy Spirit is there, He's present. He's, he wants to lead you. He wants to. And, and if you are faithful with leading, after a while you begin to see that, ah, everything connects. Everything about your life connects. Everything. Every time you hear the Lord speak, it will be as if, you know, He's been speaking to you. I don't know if that's happened to you before. And then the Lord will say something. You feel like what he's saying actually aligns with everything that has been happening to me today or since yesterday. You understand what I mean? That's, that's how the Lord is. It's not just about preaching to you. Um, God is real. God is real. The Father, Jesus, is real. The Spirit of God is real. And who you're learning is a person that wants to be present in your life. He wants to be present in your life to, to change you, to transform you. It's not just by preaching to you. It's, it's actually their involvement in your, your, your living, your ways. They want to be present. The persons, they want to be present with you. So don't refuse them. Amen. Don't refuse them. Don't refuse Praise God. No, and he says that if you will hear his voice, that do not do what? Do not harden your heart. Amen. Most times when you hear his voice, the preacher is not there. It's in the secret of your heart. That's when you, you hear the voice of the Lord. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. Everything, and now everything you do, seek for, seek for direction. Everything you do, don't, don't just do everything as usual. Even things you used to do a certain way before, revisit them again. Say, Lord, can you, do you have something to say about this? Is there a way, is there a direction? You, you find out that the Lord can begin to show you fresh ways, fresh approach, fresh attitude, different things. Amen. The, the ministry of the Spirit is dynamic, it's, it's vast, it's, it's not boring at all. If you're finding God boring, it's because you're not doing it well. You're not, maybe you're just, to you, it's just message. It's not just message. If you are, when you engage the Spirit of God, the life of the Spirit is, is vast, is dynamic, is exciting. It's the best thing that you can, you can ever be engaged in. Praise Jesus. Amen. Okay, let's quickly go into the Word of God um, because of time. Thank you, Father. 
Amen. Glory to God. Mercy, mercy. Thank you. Sepharanostia, Lemata, Salia, Corentos, Medano, Meratas, Merasa, Ferrata, Ferrata, Kerata, Paratas, Erentos, Eletano, 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 Eletano. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Amen. Do you, do you remember Saturday's message? Do you still remember it? Okay. Do you remember what was said? Like maybe towards the ending of the message? Uh, right? right? I told you I had a vision. I told you all those things I told you. Have you forgotten them? Are you sure? Yes, sir. Uh, okay. Praise God. Are you sure? Okay, has the Lord spoken to you more about that thing I said on Saturday, since Saturday till now? Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. One person. Don't lie. You. <laughs> don't, don't lie and don't keep quiet. If, you, if the Lord has spoken to you and you don't say it, you are lying. If you are. <laughs> okay. Okay, you haven't. Maybe you haven't, you didn't meditate too much about it since then. Oh, you did? You thought about it? Okay. Okay. All right. The, the, is there any way that you're able to see it in, your, in context of your own, your own experience? Your own self? Aha. Okay. All right. All right. And you said the Lord didn't tell you anything about it. <laughs> Okay, you, you were just meditating, but you didn't say anything. Huh? If, it's okay if you didn't say. Don't lie. You don't need to. But if you didn't say anything, don't leave it. Just keep hold on to it. You, you get what I mean? Because the Lord, like I said, the Lord is judging something. The Lord, the Lord wants to remove all the, all the obstacles, the things that stop, that prevent our, our establishment, right in the in the life of the spirit. Things that make us not to, you know, the, the enemy stops flow. There's something called flow. You should be, you should be, you should be flowing. They made your soul to be a river that's that's flowing. Amen. But sometimes spirits can try and solidify you and make you not flow. You solidify you in a form that's not compatible. Uh, amen. But. As the Lord is gained, bringing judgment of the Spirit, you will begin to regain flow again. Flow and, and flexibility, the dexterity to, to handle the things of the Spirit, to handle the things of the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. Um, one of the skills you have, you know, those, what I said was concerning in, the, in your thought realm, right? What the, what the enemy can um, I said it's a spirit, but I said it's going to have an operation of the enemy to take charge of thought realm so that there won't be, there won't be fruit, there won't be prosperity uh, in what the thought, because every thought, spiritual thought, is meant to open the door into a way in the spirit. Right? Thoughts should become ways. Uh, but if there is a mastery around the handling of spiritual things, 
it won't, you, won't get, you won't be able to hold it to a point where it begins to, where ways begin to manifest out of what is said. Praise God. Um, one, one thing that the Lord will do, and which he will continue to do, is to, to bring us more skill, more grace, more grace, and there are some things that are quite practical. Um, they are quite practical with um, the ministry of the Spirit. Like when you receive word, you receive precept. Every word is, there's a spirit behind every word. There's a spirit. Sometimes you can perceive the spirit a lot of time when the, when the ministration of the word is going forth. Amen. The Lord was showing me something. I was driving today and he was just talking to me about this thing. Um, about the points of points of experience and points of encounter with the word and uh, how how they the way they design for the the word to be used to bring forth the fruit to bring forth the exactness of what it is in their heart really you know that you know this is bible but we know this Bible speaks about God. There are things in God's heart. So how, what is the process? How can you connect scripture, revelation? How can you use it to now get to a point where you have access into the thing that is really inside the heart of God? Do you get what I'm trying to say? It's simple. They say love, for example, love. You can read love in the Bible. Read about love, but you shouldn't stop there. At some point, there's something called love in God. You get what I'm saying? Like, how do you get to that thing? You see? And so there are all kinds of things. And, and I mean, no, of course, love is a spirit. It's a spiritual property. It's something in the spirit that can come into your heart. And when you have it, you have it. How you know you have love is that you can now do some things that people who don't have love cannot do. It's a real thing. It's in, it can be inside a person. Right, it can increase, it can reduce. Those are real stuff. Amen. And the Lord was showing me something. He was, he was saying, telling to me that um, there's a, we need to be more, we need to be sensitive, right? As Christians, we have to be. We are spiritual people. We must be sensitive to spiritual things. Do you understand? You must be sensitive to what. To spiritual things, everything must be spiritual to you. When, when you maybe you come to there is a song. A song should never be a song alone. It's some, there's something spiritual about it, right? A word is not just a word. It's, you must you must always have some kind of orientation to be able to see the exactness, the the actual thing that that thing is about, and and let your heart go for it. Do you understand what I mean? It's a it's a kind of a positioning. Amen. And the Lord was showing me, he said that, uh, he said, when the ministry of the Spirit is going on, um, and this, uh, this is something I know both from experience as a preacher, or preaching the word, or teaching the word, and also a listener, someone who listens, 
um, to, of course, my parents or others who teach the word. Um, amen is um, whenever precept understanding comes, spiritual understanding, scriptural understanding, when it comes by revelation through the Spirit, at that point of that ministration, um, and that's why we have to be very careful when in, in the moment of ministry, uh, I understand you take notes, you read your notes later, you understand all those things, we do that, but it's not the same. Like when you're under the ministry of the Spirit, like coming to a meeting, all of that, um, that the thing is, every time you're seeing revelation in operation, when you see, even if it's through gifts, ministry gifts and all of that, they are actual spirit in book of Hebrews, said, are they not ministering spirits that minister for who? For them who shall be what? Heirs of salvation. Most of the time, especially the ministry of the word at this level, most of the time, when you see, whenever you are in a place where just notice, revelation is coming fresh. You know, this something is being revealed right now. Most of the time, almost every time, is a spirit. There, is, there are ministering spirits present at that time in actual operation, and causing that thing to occur. Every time there is a kind of revelatory moment, there is some kind of, there's a ministering spirit present, and it happens a lot of, most, almost every meeting, pretty much every meeting. Praise God. Um, and then, then the thing is, the Lord was saying that in such moment, whenever you're seeing a spirit teaching something, that spirit or has measures of those things he's teaching. Do you get what I'm saying? He has what? And, and when you are in that moment, you can almost perceive it. You can perceive it. You can almost, almost kind of feel it. For example, if a, if a ministering spirit comes now and he wants to begin to teach us about love in Christ, right, and then revelation of that love in Christ, you see, it won't just be thoughts about love coming. If something will happen in the atmosphere, there will be a kind of a change in the atmosphere. There's almost there's something about the server of, your heart will be almost experiencing more than just what is being said. That thing you are, that you are feeling that's changing the atmosphere is the actual, is the, is like the savour of the actual substance. Yes, is that the, the, the being, the entity, the ministering spirit who is ministering that thing, who is bring, coming forth as revelation, is actually present. And in that spirit, there are, he has, is anointed with some kind of substances. You understand what I mean? A hand, which it comes in the atmosphere. Now, if your friend is now telling you of that message later on, and is relaying to you, explaining it to you, or sometimes when you are listening to it later, it depends on how you listen. It's not, not every listening is listening. Yeah, there are some times when you are listening to a message, you start listening to it, it's just, it's just normal listening. At some point, the ministering spirit that brought that message 
depending on your, how your heart is able to access it, it can be, become present. Do you get what I'm saying? It's not, it, it might not happen every time. Depending on how you're able to connect the message. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, the ministering spirit that's bringing that message can become, become present. And whenever you smell that kind of thing, it doesn't happen every time. But whenever you sense that kind of thing, you know that that, that understanding is not all that's available in that moment. That you have actually a ministering spirit who he can give you understanding and revelation, but there's actually more you can actually get from that spirit. There can also be impartation of spirit. Do you see that? There can also be what? There can also be impartation of spirit. And, and there are many, as you're going through your life, there are many, as a Christian, you come through many, 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 many opportunities for impartation of spirit. But a lot of times we're not sensitive to such things because we're not in tune with it. We're not in tune, we are not used to, we're not used to that kind of thing to, to, to receive, to receive, to hold spiritual things, right? To hold spiritual things and to, to let them stay with you. Do you see that? Hold spiritual things, let them stay with you. Um, this was the prophecy of Daddy Hagin. What he was saying, he was talking about joining forces with the forces of heaven. In that is prophecy that Daddy was reading the other time, right? I was speaking about those angels. Said they will come. Said they will come and minister with them, and they will minister to them. There is with, and there is to them. Right? That ministering with them is in the time of ministry. Amen. So he said, and angels said they will learn to join forces with the forces of heaven, and the angels will come and minister unto them. And the angels will come and do what? And minister with them. You see that? So there's ministering with them, which is those who do minister, will minister with them. But first, it's primarily ministering what? Unto them. A ministering spirit ministering to you does not need to happen while you are during meeting time, right? A ministering spirit ministering to you, the way it should occur is that you should be able to go home with and in your various places where you live your life, there should be a lot of experiences of being ministered to by ministering spirit. Do you understand that? Opportunities to do what? To minister to by ministering, by ministering spirit, right? And I believe that's what that Hagen kept saying when he was saying they will learn the word, then they will learn the spirit. They will learn the word, then they will learn what? They will, they will learn the spirit. Learning the spirit. Praise God. Say learning the spirit. Learning the Spirit, learning the Spirit. Amen. Amen. 
learning the spirit, you should have the a, a lot of ability. There, there are things you you have that you don't know you have, right? Like um, you you heard a message, you went home, maybe you took some notes and all of that. Sometimes you don't know what to do with them. Like you don't know how to. We don't know how to meditate. We don't know that when you are given um, word precepts, when you are given precepts, I'll call it precepts because it's spiritual. It's not just letter. It came spiritual. It's knowledge. It came by revelation. When you're given that and you go home with, let's say you go home with precepts after a meeting, you don't know that you have the, that the power of meditation which you have Okay, is almost sure, almost sure, right? It's different from, let's say, you studying by yourself. Uh, if, when you're studying by yourself, it depends on the kind of grace you have for direct access to the scriptures. But God, did not, God is not banking on that for every Christian. That's why we have church. That's why God raises ministers. So that even those who might not have developed their own grace for direct access to precept of the scripture can enjoy that through ministry gifts which he has put in the body and in the church. And so such ministers, of course, they are ministers both of, the, of, of precepts, ministers of ways, of lines, all of those things. But when is, when the, the, the truth is that it's very difficult you can't to minister God's ways by preaching. Right? It's, dif- it's difficult. Um, I'm not saying it's not impossible. It's, it's possible. But it's just the, the... When it comes to all those things... Um, Praise God. The, the truth is that to, 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 to give you, to show you the way of God, the ways of God, they have, to, they have to suspend you, right? And in your life, they have to almost come and take over your life, turn your life into a school, right? And then as you are living, that's where they begin to teach you many, many, many things. Do you get what I'm saying? You... So, and, and that is the reason, the, the main purpose for precepts. That's one of the main reasons for precepts, right? It's, it's not that, it's, when you say ministers of the New Testament, you're not just ministers of, of God's ways directly to everybody. And it's, it's not, the world is not designed in that kind of way, right? We don't have any, we don't have Eden anymore, Right? Eden is where you just go steady, are suspended there 24 hours constantly under presence. Presence will be called, like Adam and Eve's kind of thing. Presence will just be called train you. Like, let's maybe the way Seth, Seth or Enos and all those guys were raised. Those guys were still in the presence of God. They didn't have scripture. But they were giving birth to, they began to, you know what I mean, presence, all of those things. So it's clear those guys were learning ways directly. Directly, they were learning not with precept. They were knowing God not without precept, 
they were coming, they had interaction with, it was intense ministry of the Spirit, right? That's what they are, but we don't have that anymore. You get what I mean? We don't have that. So precepts are way, ways that are what they give to you. You take it home. A precept can be sitting inside your, your heart. It's, it's like a, it's their, their, you know, their blueprints, right? Revelations. Right? Let me just call them revelations. They are revelations. Praise God, which you have. And that's why you must be able to, to keep revelations. Hold revelation. Okay, hold it, take it. When you have revelation, you should be able to go back home. And everybody here, everyone listening to me, you are born again, listen to this word. You have the ability to do this. This one is not by anointing. I'm not anointing, I'm not a preacher, I'm not. A, no. You are born again. You have, as long as it's a revelation you have heard and you, you received, let's say, under ministration, or maybe pastor is ministering the word or something, something came inside your heart. You saw it as a revelation. It's an insight. You know it's spiritual. It's an understanding. As long as you have that, right, you have the ability to take that to your own private meditation. Yes, sir. You get? And that's what meditation is. Meditation is just simple. There are different kinds of meditation. There is meditation, in fact, I won't really call it meditation, but anyway, meditation mainly is using precept to access spirit. That's, that's mainly what meditation is. It's revelations you've had. You, there are revelations that God, the Lord has brought of precept, but you have the ability to stay on them Use them inside your heart. Your heart communes with them. You fellowship with them. Your heart knows how to do it. And the Holy Spirit can teach your heart how to do it. You understand? To fellowship with them, you stay. Sometimes it's just going over it again. Seeing them. Sometimes revelation can seem almost like puzzles with different parts. Then they see them again. Put them to prayerfully. Sometimes when you get home after a message, you might feel like you have forgotten everything that was said. It's not true. Like if you, someone just stops you, hey, what did the pastor say today? You think, ah, oh, oh, God, I forgot it. It's a lie. By that time, once you leave this, the meeting, spirits have already started fighting against you. Right? One of the first fights they will feel is to make you feel you've lost it. You've not lost it. Because it's not just in your memory. If it was a ministry of the Spirit, I don't mean letter, just reading Bible. I mean, if you were under a ministry of the Spirit, what they cast in your heart are seeds. Those things are not just, it's not just your memory. memory. Even if your memory forget it, your heart will not, will, can bring it up again. Do you get what I'm trying to say? All you need to do is just go back home. And this is something you can begin to do. Just begin to practice. Everything now is bigger. We have entered practical world. We've been doing theory since. Do you agree? Who, like, who likes practical? You like practical? You are <laughs> I know why. Tolu likes practical. <laughs> so we have entered what? This practical world now. Amen. 
and you must love me in this phase too. You get what I mean? Okay. <laughs> Praise God. Because I will begin to, to demand some things from you guys. And I will keep watching you. And if I'm not seeing some things, I will be complaining. You understand? Uh-huh. And you must love me if I'm complaining. Amen. Praise God. So you, you go home and then you, you pray. If you feel like you've, you've not forgotten the message, I challenge you, try it. Just, speak, just pray in the spirit. Stay still and pray in the spirit. Just keep praying in the spirit without distraction. Just keep praying in the spirit. After some time, you'll see the message will begin to come. The things that were said to you will begin to come back. And it, will come, it can come like flashes. One by one. Sometimes, before you even remember something that was said, you will remember the feeling of what was said. It will come first. That thing is not just a feeling. Right? There are some kind of deposit of spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to say? They are like they are impulses of spirit that were that entered inside your heart. When you're praying, praying in the spirit, praying, that's what meditation is. You keep praying them, praying them, then you begin to pick the thought. You can begin to say them, begin to pray. Just fellowship with them, however the Holy Spirit leads you to. What you'll find is that if you're able to stay with that for some time, you will see you can bring back the same, almost the same strength of the, of the ministration, right, of the intensity of the Spirit that you may have experienced even in that moment. And a lot of time what will happen, once you, if, if an evil spirit, sorry, not evil spirit, if a ministering spirit comes and he gives his things with you and he goes away, then you now begin to awaken those things. Is you are going, you are calling that spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? You are called, after some time, you the spirit of that message will come, will begin to teach you. And when they are teaching you, most times they will teach you beyond even the verses. The, the spirit might just come and say, "That's fine. Your pastor read Romans chapter eight. I don't want to use Romans chapter eight now. I want to teach you this thing from the book of Psalms." You just begin to see it. You can see a whole message that was, that was preached with verses that was not, never even mentioned by the preacher. But it's the same message. The same message. The same message. The same spirit. Do you get what I'm trying to say to you? Amen. Uh, so what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, this is not something that you will just start and then you just get perfect with. No. You, you try, sometimes you won't get it right. You get what I'm saying? And there's sometimes, and it doesn't mean you remember everything about the message. No, it's just, it's exercise. It's exercise. It's exercise. You're, it's, you're gaining skill. If you keep doing things like that, you see after some time, your, your life, your inside man, your inward man, will become very, very, very spiritual. You get what I mean? Then, in what senses begin to get exercise? You become very sharp in the spirit. You become sharper and sharper and sharper. Praise God. Do you understand what I'm trying to say to you? 
all of these things, are this the practicality of it's one of the things I was describing on Saturday about making, learning how to eat, right? I said that this is not just putting feeding bottle in your mouth. This one has to do with fighting. Because when you are doing this, you are contending with some spirits. Yes. You're contending with some spirits. Praise God. You, when, you, when spirits, you now begin to have dealings with ministering spirits like that, the things that are in them will begin to come inside you. Right? Those things that are in them will begin to land inside your nature. Right? Some areas you find difficulty before. Because you, at, at that time, you'll be, you be disobeying Satan not because our pastor preached it. You, you won't hear it like message or like scripture. Rather, it will be more of impulses. Right? It's like an inward things that are, uh, that are, that are angel, right? A ministering spirit is carries. You get what I'm saying? They are ministering spirit carries things. Those spirits are deadly. They are things, those spirits, the angels carry spirit properties that even they themselves are not allowed to look into, but they are ministers of them. Do you know that? You know when they say, are they not ministering spirit that minister to them that shall be heirs of salvation? What they are ministering to you is not just scripture. They can minister scripture, but what they are real ministers of is not themselves. Right, like if an angel who's a seraphim who comes from the second heaven, right, who in himself is a, is, a, is a stone of fire, who has a sanctification of heaven in his nature, when he's coming to minister to you, he's not coming to minister his own sanctification. That's not what you are, that's not your own portion. Your inheritance is not that. Your inheritance, right, is the sanctification of the new man. But that sanctification is with angels because it's part of your inheritance. They have it and they minister it. You get what I'm saying? They have it and they minister it. They minister it. Praise God. Praise Jesus. The, the Lord wants to open access to ministries access to ministries. My joy is that I want to be seeing everybody I see. I want to be perceiving ministry around you. I want to be perceiving I don't want to, I want to be perceiving ah this, there's, a ministry, there's something around this person. You get what I'm saying? I want to be perceiving um, activity of the spirit. Right? Activity of the spirit. Praise Jesus. Activity, activity of the spirit how you can tell someone is active in the spirit? That is actually from the eyes of a pastor when you're looking at somebody. When you, are you, one of the ways you can tell that this guy is active in the spirit, you begin to see their nature begin to take turns. They don't normally do. Take. Take um, the nature, not your language. The nature begins to speak differently. Do you get what I'm saying? You begin to... That's how to describe what I'm saying. <laughs> it's how to describe what they, 
You see, when you see somebody has a configuration, you see they begin to stand on ground that is outside the normal configuration. It means that something is talking to them. Like something is, you get what I'm saying? Because that thing, nobody, <laughs> that's the area Satan has locked. People are who they are. That's the honest truth. People are who they are. People are who they are. They are who they are and they just get bad and bad. That's all. In this world, there's no power for transformation. I mean, to make, if you see a person, then to make them better. You get what I mean? There's not, it's not in this world. You know, some, in this world, there are all kinds of things, self-help books, people on the internet teaching you how to be a better person, maybe how to be nicer to your wife. Someone who wasn't nice to his wife before can learn and become nicer to his wife. But it's not, uh, you get what I'm saying? It's not, uh, <laughs> you understand what I mean? You can't, you can't, you cannot, if you don't have access to fresh waters, you can't bring forth. Right? The way Jesus was teaching it is that a, a bad tree cannot bring good fruit. Do you get what I'm saying? You can go and add artificial good fruit. You can take the fruit and paint it. Maybe a rotten fruit. Paint it. Make it look nice. Spray perfume on it or something. But it's not a, it's not a real fruit. You understand? You taste it. It's not, it's not the real thing. Praise God. But so, so, but to, to shift a person, to bring change, actual transformation, it is a power that only God has. Only Jesus can go into the depths of a man and dry out a wrong fountain and then open up a fresh fountain and cause fresh water to flow out of the soul. When you, are, when you open your life to the ministry of the Spirit, you, you give an opportunity for there to be an exchange of your fountain. You, begin to, you just begin to flow from a different place. That thing is a miracle, it's beautiful. Samira, and I've seen that. I've seen the Lord do it over and over again in different measures. You just see somebody that you knew a certain way. You just all of a sudden, and I'm not saying pretending, I'm not saying trying to be nice. No, I'm talking about even the person might not even know. They are not even trying to be anything. It's not that they are trying to now. Ah, okay, let me now start. Let me start acting like. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. 
I have come to feel heart. I have come to open the road and the constructions of way in the hearts of men. It is the constructions of way. It is the constructions of my way, of my way, of my way. Even in the hearts of men, it is open. The season is open. For I want to begin to vibrate, even though seeds I've put in you, I've come to vibrate them that they may begin to spring forth and open forth the ground of your earth and spring forth and spring forth and bring forth my way and bring forth my way for it is the time of construction of my way. It is the time of the constructing of my way. So you see, you see, you can come even into natures but if it is not by the spirit if it is not by the orchestration and the pouring of me, of my person in you, it is a lie. It is false. It is a lie. For I am the true God, and I am the God of ways. I am the God of ways, and I said, walk before me and be thou perfect. So I have come to strengthen your feet. I have come to strengthen your feet. I have come to open ancient parts where you ought to walk. For I'm coming to vibrate and open up the seeds I've installed in you. I've come to breathe on them. I'm coming. There is a fresh breath. There is a fresh opening, a breath of the spirit for to begin to bring forth those seeds back to life for they are alive they are living don't doubt them do not doubt those seeds do not doubt what is in you for i have invested in you now i want to rip forth fruit it is by you begata i bring forth breath to awaken to awaken you out of the grave to Take away burdens to take away hindrances and things that hinder you from staying and flowing in the spirit. So, Lee Catania, I've come to feel heart. I've come to feel that. I bring the constructions of my way into the hearts of men. A season is open for the construction of my ways, says the Spirit of the Lord. Amen. Praise Jesus. Glory to God. <clears throat> Praise God. Thank you, Father. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Amen. Um, there are some of us, the Lord is, is talking to you about some things, but they make you sad. Um, they make you sad because you don't want to do what the Lord is saying. 
Amen. <clears throat> um, the Lord wants me to say to you to obey, to obey Him quickly. Obey quickly, uh, because. Um, After a while, your heart will no longer be picking those things anymore. Your heart will not pick them anymore. It's actually a warning. There's a warning, the Lord. Um, because to, for the Lord to get to your heart, to speak to you, sometimes it's not that easy to, <coughs> to get your attention about something. When the Lord brings your attention to something, most times a lot has been done because the change that we need to go through are in our blind spots, right? They are not usually in the area that you see, you are, you are see. So when there's something in your blind spot that the Lord wants to bring, there has to be a move of the Spirit in your life. It might, and a lot of times he doesn't come directly. Maybe the Lord just comes voice talking to you even though it will eventually land as an, a witness inside you. But most times, the Lord will use your environment, your people around you, your friends, your relatives, not, well, if they are spiritual, or people around you. Who, when I say relatives, those who relate with you on a daily basis, the Lord can use them to... And the Spirit of God is dynamic. He can use people around you to trigger a witness, a conviction about something to you. Sometimes if you are not responding, they will do it that they will start talking to you and they will start speaking to you about things. Praise God. Um, the Lord is saying that that thing you see is an operation of the Spirit. Right, don't, don't trivialize. Now, let me tell you guys something. Now, you know, most of us, we are not related by blood, right? We are not like blood relatives. So, if you're with your brother, being the blood brother, or your parents physically, who you are related to by blood, when they look at you, they see something's wrong with your life, they will talk to you and tell you, this is wrong, this is wrong. But, and they can help you. All of us were kept safe and were raised by those, that kind of counsel. Your parents, God using them in the way they can see you to talk to you. But that thing is not, is not very reliable by heaven. The reason is because of blood. Blood is talking about physical relationship that you have with them. That thing makes it not pure. You know when Jesus, when the Lord came, when they are bringing Christianity on the earth, God is the one who instituted family. Do you know that? Family is God's idea. It's God's thing. It's of God. God is the one who developed family. And family is an institution. It's an old institution. 
But when, when the Lord was bringing Christianity, you know, God could have said, ah, why, why church? I already have an institution already on the earth called family. Why not pass Christianity through family? Right? That just that every priest will be the head of the household. They will be the ones who, the Holy Ghost, when they say he gave gifts to men, some will be pastors, and he will just say he gave gifts to men. They are the fathers and the mothers. And they will put all the apostolic gifts on them, the pastoral gifts on them for their own family. And say, so let the gospel run through family system. That would have been the easiest way. But God didn't do it that way. When Jesus Christ came, he made it clear. It's because there's something about blood that God can never trust. Do you understand? In fact, the test for priesthood, what separated Levi, was because they passed the test of blood. That can you see divine order, spiritual order, beyond blood? Right? When they spoke about Melchizedek, what part of his qualification in the spirit, he journeyed in a place where he was now without descent, without father, without mother, no beginning. Means he had almost anything blood, right, has been removed to give way to pure spiritual and divine ministry. Are you seeing that? You see, not of blood, nor of blood. This is a day which are John chapter 1. As many as believed him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believe on his name. Believe on his name. Right? Even to them that believe on his name. Right? Which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but what? Of God. So what, what you are telling is that God trusts belief, faith, more than blood. Do you understand me? So if someone is your blood relative, and, and you saw it in the life of Jesus, he wasn't fighting his blood brothers, but, or his mother, after some time, but his mother came, he said that those who I'm talking to, those who are fellowshipping with, they are my actual family. In other words, telling them, if you want to become my family now, come and listen. When you come here, we'll all be together. You understand what I'm trying to say? The point I'm making to you is that, um, When, if you are, maybe you have brethren, you have brethren, a brother, a sister, in the faith like this, who is around your life, okay? They are not related to you by blood. Uh-huh. So, they are, their only attachment to you is what? It is rooted in spiritual identity. Do you get that? It's rooted where? In, in spiritual what? Identity. So what that means is that if God wants to speak to you, right, when it comes to, to lead you as his child, when God wants to lead you as what? As his child, God depends on spiritual relationships. Do you get what I'm saying? It depends on what? What that means is that your brother in the faith, you don't know him before. 
you, are, you know him because of your spiritual relationship. That's the only thing that ties it together. You get what I'm saying? That relationship, there's a purity about that relationship. That when you are talking to him, you can talk to him purely from the mind of God. A way that if his own blood brother or his mother or father wants to talk to him, they are Christians too. But when they are looking at their life, when they are talking, blood will be interfering somewhere. Do you get what I'm saying? And let me tell you the honest truth. It's difficult for you, for someone who is physically, right, to talk to your blood relative. And when you see them, have desires for them that are purely desires of God. Do you get what I'm saying? That, that are purely what? Pure desire. I mean, desire that has to do with your soul alone. When, when they, if it's a blood relative, when they're advising you, that blood will be talking somewhere. There's a kind of, there's a way blood talks inside spiritual conversation. If, let's say your parents, who are blood parents, are, are, are advising you, there's a, a way they can come from. They say, ah, it's good, you love God, everything is nice, so it's nice, so it's nice, so. but when they're seeing you about you going into God, there's also a carefulness which will be concerns about the world that will also enter into their, you get what I'm saying? They will have to, God, for your blood relative to really give you counsel as purely spiritual, God must have dealt with them. In fact, they must have crossed that bridge where they are no longer seeing you as a blood relative. They are now seeing you at more of your spiritual relationship with you. As long as that blood thing is still there, <laughs> you understand what I mean? Their advice to you will not be pure. That's why God didn't put it in family. Not, he didn't pass Christianity through family. He can't trust it. If, Jesus, if God did that, Jesus would not have died. You, do you get what I'm saying? Imagine that God now said, Joseph, I, I charge it to you. You are the one who will teach Jesus his destiny on the earth. And Mary. And they are holy. Joseph is a holy man. Same with Mary. But when they now get to the chapter of dying, what will happen? <laughs> you mean that the interpretation of the prophecy can change? Right? Because blood is strong. God, even for a holy man, a good man like Joseph, God could not trust it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now, but there's a way you feel, ah, my family, they are the ones who know me. They're the ones who love me. They're the ones who feel bad for me. When you look at your brother and sister here, you will judge that you guys don't really love me. You guys, I know all of you, you are just, it's just this brethren thing that you are doing. I understand this thing. You feel like I don't know what's going on here. You know this kind of, you just look at them. You get what I mean? Because they are not like Jesus yet. So you just judge them. I know you, because you're not feeling the kind of affection that your brother in the flesh will give to you. 
You know, you what I mean? When your something in your life is not going for, maybe you lose your job or something. The way your mother will call, pray for you, take pamper you, concern everything. None of your brethren will ever do that. When they come, they will just ah, man, this well, oh. Dealing, you know, the Holy Ghost is with you, you know. <laughs> so, but, but, so somewhere, when you're not smart, when you're not wise, because you feel more of that love, that thing, that cuddling, that thing from your parents, from your siblings, Satan can convince you that those are the ones who really love you. That these people are just strangers, just fellowship thing that they are doing. The devil will tell you when push comes to shove. When the matter is there, it's your family that's there. You see that thing? That's why Jesus does not trust that thing, family. That's why he doesn't trust. Because they will feel too much for your natural things. They don't have power to, to really see you. The way a brother in the faith will see you. And the truth is that how a brother in the faith sees you is closer to how God sees you. Because in God's mind, that job meant nothing. And, the, and most of the time, the father, the mother, the siblings who coddle you is for their own benefit. I'm not the one who said it, it's the scripture that said that. They might not be consciously thinking it is for my benefit because maybe you're, you might be like, you're not sending me money, but I just feel for you. No, but it's somewhere. You don't know where deep, blood, blood thing is deep. There's something deep inside a natural man that tells him, if my child, my siblings are doing okay, somewhere I'm okay. They, don't, they might not think it like this, but it's deep inside. So that's why when they come to you, they are wired to care more of your natural things than your spiritual things. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Praise God. Amen. That's why it's, it's actually very difficult for, for maybe, if you have a child, for you to be the pastor of that child. It's very difficult. Most of the time, when God will raise you, God will go and look for another guy who's not related to you to pastor, be the pastor of your child. Because if they leave you, the amount of salvation you need as a man to pastor your own biological child and not have, and blood not be giving his own revelation. <laughs> most parents are not at that level. So most times, somebody else will have to pastor your child for you. Someone who is free from that. Someone who can see them in the eyes of God. Who can see them and care for what matters more. You, you understand what I'm trying to say? I'm trying to tell you something. I'm just trying to magnify something. What I'm trying to magnify is that wisdom of knowing, of discerning your spiritual brethren and your spiritual community. Let me tell you something. It's very easy for God to talk to you through your brothers and your sisters who you are connected to spiritually. 
very easy. To be honest with you, if you are if you are really good at listening to your spiritual your brethren, very good at listening to your spiritual your what spiritual community, you will you will excel. You will excel. You will go far, very fast. You will just become spiritual. <laughs> you will just become spiritual because when they see you, it's a program inside them. Like when Ennis looks at you now, Yinka, there's something inside him. He's very spiritual that makes him, when he's, he's looking at you, he's looking at you he's, and he's looking for Christ in you. It's a program. It's a program. And that, that eye he has, sometimes we block him from caring f- too much for some other things that your family might care more about. And it's not that he's trying to be too spiritual. It's just a matter of your, what the cord that binds you. Do you get what I'm saying? It's a spiritual cord. Praise God. So if you have, maybe you are in a place, you have to make a decision, you have to do something, you are not too sure, what should I do? Most often than not. Just take the consensus of your spiritual brethren. The answer is there. Easy, very easy. In fact, as they are looking at you, they already know what you should do. It's clear. Now, what they should do in their own life might not be clear to them. (laughs) Do you understand? Do you you understand what I'm saying? You get it? What they should do in their own life might not be what? Because they too have their own blood that's fighting against them. It's it's called self. Self is the biggest blindfold, eh? That one. To see your own self. Do you you realize how easy it is? A fault that's in in you, you eat with it, you sleep with it, you wake up with it. How hard it is to see, but you can easily see it in someone. Very easy. You don't need to pray and do fasting. You just easily discern it very clearly. You can x-ray your brother, you see. You know the areas of... But when the brother who needs to make the decision, the, the friend that is telling him, this is easy, this is what you should do. To him, because he doesn't see, he doesn't know how clearly you can see him. Do you get what I'm saying? You know, you'll just be fooling yourself. Hey, they just the kind. Look at this. Look at, this is what you should do here. It's very easy. This is the easy. Why? Because they are anointed like, to discern you. That's, this, that's the mystery of body. Right. Thank you, Father. Mm. 
Praise God. Glory to Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. So, um, when, when the, um, praise God, Thessalonians, he was saying, don't quench the spirit. Uh, quenching the spirit doesn't mean that me when they are praying in tongues, we say, hey, shut up, don't, no. Quenching the spirit is deep. It, it can, someone can quench the spirit in, in their own life. Right. See, pray without ceasing. And everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse 19, do what? Quench not what? Quench not the spirit. Quench. There are many ways you can quench the spirit. Right? Spirit. Spirit is the, the, the raw manifest, right? manifestation of the spirit, the most real, tangible manifestation of the spirit that is with you is the, is, the, is the movement, the arrangement of the spirit of God in your spiritual community. It's tangible. Do you understand? That is this, that's, that's how, you understand what happened? That's what happened. Immediately the Holy Ghost came down. Church was born. Do you get what I'm that thing, what you call church is talking about is the moving, breathing um, presence of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's what gave birth to the church in Acts chapter 3. Like I was saying the other time, they were born again before Acts 3, but there was no church before Acts, Acts 2. Sorry. They were born again before Acts 2, but there was no church. But when the Holy Spirit came, in Ab- there was an indwelling quickening. Right, moving inside Christians, indwelling of them, that thing called church began to what form. The concept of body began to form, and it means that body is a design of the Holy Spirit. He knows where every 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 joint fits. He knows where every person should stay. He's the one. The Holy Ghost. Like, how do you get to know you? How do you get to know you? How do you arrange all those things? The Holy Ghost is involved. Some of the most miraculous things you will find is go among flock. See how things happen among flock. If you can really take a step back and watch a flock, how things happen, you find it's as if there's an invisible hand. Like, oh, I live with you. You think think it's just by by chance? They are your roommate. Now we live together. You think it's just ah because maybe I just liked you? No, no. If it's just by like, by force, you want to force it, you, you, will, ne- you will look for a house, you will never see a house. <laughs> Holy Ghost to make sure that you never find a house. <laughs> but once you on the right click, click, you just see, house will just be coming. If you fight and say, we don't want to stay together, house will stop. You won't be seeing house anymore. These are things that I've seen. Holy, I want to see Holy Ghost raw in manifestation. Check among flock things that happen among flock. One of the things that they are particular about is association. Who is whose friend? Who all those things are not ordinary. And some people can forcibly break out of it because of disobedience. You are in, you are you are putting your soul in a great danger. 
It's like maybe your pinky, you want, you want to jump out of here. See, let me, let me stand like a horn on the head. I don't like this particular space. Once you detach it from that place, it's gone. Because all the things that should protect it, you understand what I mean? They are, see, they are nerves from which the brain used to talk to this tiny pinky. If this pinky say, I don't like this part of my hand, your information is coming, your signal is coming like this from the brain. You can't attach yourself to the leg and expect to hear signal. You have a place where you are connected. You get what I'm trying to say? And that's one thing you must, you must feel. You must be conscious of those things. Don't downplay when your brother come and tell you, ah, I just feel that like this thing you are doing, maybe, ah, it's not this way. You know, that um, I know brother talk is always humble because they are not your father, they are not your mother, they are not, they, so they will never come by force. You understand what I mean? But they will just uh, come humble, ah, man, this thing, oh. You know, you just feel, but you will feel, because the way they came, you just feel like this guy, do you even know anything about my life? You forget that it's all those things about your life that's pushing you into the, the pit. You understand what I mean? What you need is a fresh voice that doesn't care about your life, that cares about your soul. Cares about your soul. Praise God. As a Christian, you see all your problems. All your problems, all your issues, they are real to you. You factor them in, you want to make decisions. But your brain around you, they're not factored to see, they're not designed to see all your problems in that way. All they care, they are designed to see is your soul, primarily. And then when the Holy Ghost wants to help you in the natural, through them, you will now open their eye. Ah, aren't you seeing that need in that brother or that sister? It will be very specific, like revelation. They will now say, ah, the Lord ministered to me to give you this money. You get what I'm saying? To give you this money. It will come by leading. You get what I mean? But that maybe all your brethren will be seeing all your problems and will now become your solution. God, that's evil. God will never allow that to happen. You get, you get what I'm saying? And some Christians are stubborn. They want to force that thing. They believe that, am I not, the Bible not say you should love? You get, the Bible not, they feel brethren should be taking care of all their problems. No, it's not scriptural. <laughs> Otherwise, you stop trusting in God. Then the brotherhood will become a social club to you. Where you become a member and you get dividends. That's not the, the fold of Christ. Everybody should be able to believe God for his needs. The Lord should lead you. If you want to walk, have money so you can meet other people's needs. You can, you understand what I mean? Nobody should be a burden. Paul taught all those things there. So that's why I don't ever get angry at your brother. No, they are not. Most of the time when people are angry, no, those guys, they don't love. They don't. Most of the time it's natural things. As if brethren is social welfare system. Now, am I saying that brethren should not give? No, you understand my message. You, you, get my, you know what I mean? I just taught you now that the Holy Spirit can, by revelation, put someone in your heart, help them with this. This one belongs to that one. Give to this one. Give to that one. You understand what I mean? Praise God. Uh, but so, there is a way, there's a, these things about learning, learning ways, all of this, learning the Spirit. It's not just private something by yourself. I've taught you about the meditation, I've taught you about all of those things. A lot of time when precept come, then you handle precept with meditation. It's for today, is to create awareness. One thing that 
precept does, and then meditation through precept is to open your awareness to discern your environment. It's to discern your surrounding. One of the signs that you are spiritually healthy, you can discern people correctly. You have discern me that is spiritual, judges all things. You can judge things, you can you can rightly discern you your spiritual environment, and you perceive your environment through a spiritual lens, right? Not through a natural lens or just a flat, ah, uh, uh, canal lens. Yeah, but what I just felt, man, the Lord was just saying that if you're that person or if you're one of those people who the Lord has been trying to get your attention about some things, don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. Don't be stubborn. Amen. Amen. Listen, do not, do not quench the spirit. Do not quench the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. And let me tell you on that thing, the people who the Lord will let, often use to guide your life are those closest to you. Not those far away. Do you understand that? Those who what? Those closest to you. But the thing is that it's not sweet to listen to those closest to you a lot of time. It's not sweet at all. You know why? Because you know their own issues. You know, when you look at them, you say, Can God talk through this kind of a fellow? Do you understand? You say, how can God speak through this? Out of everybody who God can use to speak to me. <laughs> Is it this one, this one? Can you even cry? Say, God, what is this? <laughs> because it's those who you are closest to, who you don't, you know them in and out. You know their own issues. You, you, know, that, you know that this one, your, your problem is even bigger than my own. You know? That you have more issues than me. So how can the Lord be speaking to me through you? And then Satan knows how to Satan walks in all those areas. You will, will, will now begin to say, I know why you are saying this thing. You have a motive because of this, this, that, that's why you are talking to me. Like that. That's the devil for you. You will feel like you should go and meet that sister or that brother that you don't know very well but looks very holy from afar. You get what I mean? <laughs> And it, you know, the, the problem is that everybody looks holy from afar. Okay? Everybody is holy from where? From afar. And then you too, because you are afar, you too, you look holy to them. So, you, you are supposed to be getting counsel of someone who is near the pits area where you are. They know, your, they know the hole where your leg is stuck. You get what I mean? They know, they, they are seeing the issue, they know, they, so they can advise you there, but you don't want to get the issue from, you, you don't want to get counsel from there. You want to go to that far one. But the problem is when you go to that far one, because you are far from that person, they will now be, imagine you are in a pit. But they now begin to, but they see you as a seraphim. So they now begin to, to give you counsel. 
of a seraphim to you. And you know when, they, when someone talks to you like a seraph, you know, as if you are a seraph, you, you feel happy. They will bring the counsel of the holy mountain. And then you, ah, it will be sweet to you. That's what I'm talking about. In fact, in fact, you speak my spiritual language. All those guys at home, they only see evil about me. You're the only one who can really discern me. Yes. You are able to see the purity from where my, you are. Amen. Let's stop deceiving ourselves, please. Praise God. <laughs> when you are, when you are, you, 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 you are close to brethren, you are close to brethren, the brethren who are closest to you, whatever they say you are, that's what you are. Not what you think you are in your mind. Not what the brethren from afar who think you are a, you are a holy angel from heaven. Is what not what it is what those who are your close who stay with you, who are closest to you. They have a they have they have a, a sight, a discernment to see they know your things, they know your issues. Do you get what I'm saying? Praise God. If it can empower you to to be submitted. To in the place where God has put you, you will be so helped. You will be so helped. You know, you see your little brother, this one, how can I submit under this one? You know, the Bible says, submit yourself one to another. It's not just submitting to pastor. That one to another one is the most difficult thing in the body of Christ. That one is difficult. But, but to be able to see that there is, you are a channel through which Christ can speak to my life, can, can, can reach me. You, can, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Your, 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 praise God. Uh, um, amen, amen. There should be, there should be, praise Jesus. Thank you. Glory to God. There should be some sense of, you know, appro approval from those who are closest to you spiritually in the things you do. <coughs> Amen. I'm so sorry I'm not open Bible today. Please. It's not because there's no message. Oh. The message is giant in the spirit, but this one just came and stepped on the message. And I've been trying to take it off from the message, but it hasn't finished, so. so let us praise God. You understand what I'm trying to say to you? These are wisdom. These are how you, you hedge out Satan, you fight Satan away with all this. Otherwise, you can be living in your little echo chamber, but you're not, you won't be, nothing is challenging the difficult things. Praise God. In your life, there's a kind of almost like a 360 degree security which the Bible has, which are the order of Christianity 
has actually put around you. And everybody, you must have that. There is, in your life, you must have people who are above you in terms of those who are you are who you are subject to directly. You understand what I mean? In terms of their authority which God put over you. If you've not found such a person, look for. Ask, pray about it. Ask the Lord. <laughs> Praise Jesus. It's, it's most, most of the time it's somebody who has some pastoral kind of relationship with you. Pastoral. It can be the, your pastor, or it can be somebody maybe under your, it can be your pastor, the Bible calls them pastor, but the Bible also call bishops. Bishops are like those who are under like pastors, but in a local setting. They are those who the Lord has graced with also pastoral kind of gift and ability. They have the skill, something in them that can watch over souls. Right? It's a grace. And in every community, God puts such people. There are some people, when the Lord is raising the spiritual community, there are some who just make to develop in a way faster. It's not just because of themselves, it's for the rest. It's for the rest. And, there, and the, in every spiritual community that's healthy, that's around the waters of the world, that thing will come up naturally. You will see it. There are those who God will make them journey far. They will have more wisdom than the rest. They will have more ability to make sacrifice than the rest. They will be, they will, their life will, be, will easily flow out to others. There are a lot of dealing. Not everybody is subject to that kind of thing. Some souls, are, some souls do everything you can to think about another soul. It's difficult. But some souls, God will wire them very easily so they can grow quickly. They begin to think about others very easily. They have an easy grace. You understand what I mean? And so in a community, there are some people like that. They are not usually too many because it's not an easy thing to construct in a person. So you see in a community, there will be people like that, right? Such people, they are also, the Bible also call them, for example, the elders of the church, right? That's what James called them. He called them the elders of the church. Praise God. Um, even among even among the twelve, there were some who were more elderly in stature. Among the disciples in the early church, there were those who were elders, who Paul referred to. You understand what I mean? Glory to God. So, so in your local community, my point is, is there are elders in your local Christian community. You must find one elder. Praise God. You got what I'm saying? Find what? One elder. And it will be by leading. You can pray about it. Don't say, I prayed and pray God didn't tell me. No, you have not prayed well enough. Just keep praying. You understand what I mean? And an elder who, if you are not too sure, ask the pastor. You can come and ask me. If you come and ask me, say, oh, I want to submit to somebody who is more elderly than me, who can have time for me, to be watching over me, to be keeping an eye on me, then if you come and tell me that, I'll prayerfully suggest somebody to you and say, can you, will you be able to let this person watch over you? It doesn't mean that they, are, they now own your life. No, I'm just saying that. Uh, elders too are under pastors. Pastor, I'm under, me, I'm under, I'm, my head is not empty, you understand what I mean? I'm not, I'm not operating as a, 
Bruce Lee in the spirit. That is... <laughs> Glory to God. You get what I mean? That, you need that, that really, every, every person needs that relationship. I'm not talking about the person who preaches the word in church. Right? That, that might not be. I'm talking of the person who has a direct responsibility. Right? Apart from not teaching the word, but to watch over you. And that person must be close in a way. They know what you are doing. Right? You must be willing to open your life. They can ask you any question. Why didn't you do this? And submission. Let me tell you what submission means. Submission. When you say I submit to somebody, submission is not, um, I mean, this kind of submission I'm telling you about um, is not um, is not someone who can give you advice. No. Praise God. If Someone who gives you advice is not submission. You're not submitting to that person. So, uh, submission is the main role of somebody who is over you is someone who can shed light in areas where you have find darkness. Yes. And who identifies darkness? You are not the one. You don't know the darkness in your life. They are the ones who will show you there's a darkness here you're not seeing. And now when they say there's a darkness, not, it doesn't mean they will tell you, therefore, do what, do what I command you to do. No, that's not how New Testament <laughs> submission occurs. Is that the job of a pastor is to give light, is to give illumination. That if you have a darkness, they will, they will keep talking to you, talking to you, is to shed light on that area. You get what I mean? <laughs> that's the main job, to make you see light. But it's not every time that someone who is over you Will bring, is bringing light to you that you can see the light. Sometimes you will fight the light. You, will, you can't see it. To make you illuminate a darkness for, for your soul can take months sometimes. It can take a year. But submission means that you are able to wait for that illumination. While there is no clarity, you can be subject to another person's guidance while you don't have clarity. Because it's not everything you will see right away. There will be times when you can't see this danger here, but whoever is there, they are so sure they can see it. And they will tell you. Submission means you, are, you, you can give somebody else the power to override your will. Anything outside that, anybody that cannot override your will is not submission, it's not submission relationship. It's just advice. Tell me, I will go and consider it. If I, if I come back and say what you said makes sense, I will do it. If it doesn't make sense, I won't do it. Now, I'm not talking about subjugation of your will forever or being a robot. No, I'm just saying there will be instances, and there are not usually many like that, but there will be instances where you hit a blind spot area. You can't see why you shouldn't go there, but the person you submit to is saying, don't go there. There's something bad there. You can't see it. With time, you will see it. But for now, you must be able to trust and say, okay, I submit. Yeah. That's submission. So when I say submit, look for somebody in your life who you have that kind of trust for. Do you understand what I mean? There's that level. Then there's one, there's that submission one to another, which is at the peer level, which is the one I was talking about before. 
Uh, that one is also, that one, you know, the Lord uses that more about the nitty gritty of your lives. Right? Those, and most of the time, those people will be like friends to you, they will be companions to you, right? In, your, in, your, in the family, praise God. The Lord will orchestrate those kind of relationships. In fact, all these relationships are spiritually orchestrated. All of them. All of them. You must be sensitive to them. People who the Lord brings to your life. And they, uh, there's something about them that is a safety to you. You get what I'm saying? You'll be able to discern that. Praise God. And so um, you must be very open to having those kind of what, of relationship. And after a while, when you've grown a bit, the Lord will now begin to open to your eye to relationships where you can become responsible for somebody else who is more what, who is younger than you, who is weaker than you, who you also guide. And that's also important, that sense of responsibility. That one comes with maturity, right? Over time, as you mature, mature, you now learn your life begin to flow more outward towards others. You can begin to see other people. Praise God. Amen. 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 Glory to Jesus. Now, in all these things I'm, I'm telling you, there's a kind of sincerity that's involved there. Do you understand what I mean? Now, sometimes, those who you like to be your friend are those who excite your flesh. Right? Those who... There's a way you, you have a code. Or it's a flesh code. It's a secret flesh code. Where it's a secret agreement. We can... Let's, let, there's a flesh we are both keeping. Let's safeguard it. Do you understand what I mean by that? <laughs> it's, it's, you fellowship in a weakness. Now, none of you are willing to expose that weakness. But, and then that fellowship, you, you love that friendship. Ah, it's sweet. You like it. This person speaks my language. He's the only person that understands me out of everybody. They get when I talk. Every, when I go everywhere, everybody's just judgmental towards me. But this person, they, when I, I just flow with them. You know, they don't judge me. They don't judge me. See? Is that judgment thing? Praise God. So, ah, these guys, you guys judge me. Why are you so judgmental? I don't. I feel judgment anytime I come around you. Amen. Your everybody who you have a spiritual relationship with is anointed to judge you. Do you understand me? Is anointed to do what? Is anointed to judge. It's different if you say, ah, I don't, you don't love me. That's a different thing entirely. Because love can be mixed with judgment. Um, but don't look for absence of judgment. You get what I'm saying? Don't look for what? Absence. When I say judgment, because he that is spiritual judges what? Or when you come to your brother's house, they should be scanning you. Smell, you turn around, let me smell you. Is there anything missing out of your... You get what I'm saying? Then they will check, check. Ah, you, you seem okay. 
then you relax and play. You understand? You get what I mean? That's how it's supposed to be. You relax and what? And play. When you are misbehaving, when you are misbehaving, it's normal for you to be afraid when you see your brethren. It's a healthy feeling. Do you understand what I mean? If you have brothers and sisters in your life that when you are misbehaving and you see them, you just flow. You need other friends. You need a friend that when you are misbehaving, they smell it easily. They can tell. And they say, we are not, they refuse to play with you. Why are you misbehaving? You must stop misbehaving, otherwise we are going to fight. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> you can see what I mean? Then when you have uh, corrected your ways or not, that God has broken you, you have, uh, you've dealt with your anger, you've done everything that you can now, then you guys will play together. You, you get what I mean? Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Father. We need to steer each other to, to good works and inspire each other. Thank you, Jesus. Part of learning the Spirit is Coming to more, being more open, right? Being more open, more, more, le- more less self-absorbed, more, more open, because it says we are one body. We are different. We are many, but we are actually one body. Same stream, the same water should do what? Should flow, should flow through us flow in us. Thank you, Father. Give you glory. Amen. Does anybody have a question for me? Have a question about what I said today? Ask me. My wife has a question. I don't have to ask the first question. I won't. Yes. Yes, please. Is, the mic is not working now. Is it working? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yes. So, um, you talked about, um, you know, brethren having yeah. a kind of sight to see mm. those places. Mm-hmm. You know, but I was just thinking in my experience that mm. I find that you start getting close to brethren and mm. then you find yourself in those places where your flesh is bonding and then over time i think in my experience you start having brethren who start having the same kind of sight that you have they are Mm. not able to tell you Mm -hmm. so i was thinking about that yes as well and i was like is there a reason that happens i started to think that Mm. for those places i know 
there's revelation here. Mm. I start to distance myself as mm. though, because I'm just weighing it that, is mm -hmm. it right? Mm. I'm distancing myself so that whenever I come into the presence of these people, mm. I know I'm not here to play. Mm. Okay. But I'm now seeing that then I don't have people who actually can, you know, see those, uh, if you. Okay, so say that again, when you. Okay, mm. so. I find that I'm distancing myself from the people who yes. I know God has put, okay. has assigned to me yes. because I don't want to get to those places where mm. we become too close okay. and then we, 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 familiar we, and then you we, we okay. can't help each other. each other. And I'm thinking that's not very good. Mm -hmm. You know, yes. and even for the leaders that I'm supposed to submit to, yes. I try to distance myself. Because okay. I've seen that over time, when I submit myself to a leader, yes. they, I become a daughter. Yes. And then somehow they start to care about my okay. natural... Natural things. Yes. And they can't talk to you. The way I, I the know way. that. Okay. You know. Yes. Okay, okay. Praise God. So you're saying that maybe those... You get, it can be in a situation where those who are closer to you, because you are, they are too familiar to you, they can't speak. They don't have the courage to speak to your, to maybe to bring um, the right perspective to you, to help you out of a situation. So because of that, you might tend to want to go, okay. To be once in a while so that it, it's, it's more. So you, so you don't get really attached to yeah. people. Yeah, so that when I when they speak to me, yes. I know this is presence. But oh. I feel like if I get too close, too close, too familiar. Okay, I understand you. I understand you. Praise God. Um. I think that you. There is a way that the Spirit of God, when you, you, you have to be sincere in terms of how you form relationships. That's where, that's the part you cannot really do by yourself. And that's the part that the Holy Spirit, you must, must trust leading of the Holy Spirit when it comes to being close to people who you are close to. And that thing has to be by the leading of the Spirit. Right? And that's why I was saying that um, you shouldn't gravitate towards more towards people who are weak concerning being honest with you. Right? People who can't just be honest, who can lie, who, who lie, or who can tell you that things are okay when Things are not okay. Those are not good, good friends. And that's not a good dynamic. It's not very healthy. You get. Uh, so, but that's why when you are being led to people, right, the Holy Spirit is involved. And part of the way, the witness you will, that will tell you that this is a very good friendship is that you guys, you watch over each other's soul. You understand? And that thing, it has no closeness. Okay, no matter how much of a friend you are with somebody, you can't get closer to them 
than a husband will be close to the wife. You understand what I mean? So, closeness doesn't blunt the edge of correction and all. If it's a spiritually, if it's a relationship that is founded on the right foundation, and it's, it's a relationship that is orchestrated by the Spirit of God. So, someone being able to talk to you and be honest with you, when, in fact, how you know someone is really a friend, who the Lord, who is good for you, is that they have a way of, of telling you the truth. But you, and in a way that you know this is coming from love. And it doesn't mean that they are sugarcoating things. There's just something, that in fact, to me, that is what you call connection. When you say, I connected with that person. It's not because they validated your pride and your ego, no. Some people, if you are foolish, you gravitate only towards people who only validate what you want to say. And there are some people who are very foolish in that way. In that, they, they will, if you come here, you're not telling them what they want, they will find something to accuse you, shut you down, go to the next person. You're not they can go to five, ten people. You're not, they, they, until they find the one person who will acknowledge what they have in their heart, they will hold on to that person. That's evil. You understand what I mean? It means that you, are not, you don't want to be corrected. You hate correction. You get what I mean? But how you a, a good click with somebody is that there's something about you. You're able to discern their goodwill towards you. It's palpable. But at the same time, they, f they, they feel so much goodwill towards you that they cannot bear you being in, in danger and not talk to you. You know how they care for your soul. You understand what I mean? Uh -huh. So my answer to you is that when the Holy Ghost orchestrates relationships, a relationship can have both things at the same time. You can be very close to someone. At the same time, that closeness doesn't stop them. In fact, they can talk to you more because you are close. There's no fear of, or do you have a bad intention and all of that? No. You get what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And a, a pastor, if any pastor who, because of closeness, cannot tell you the truth, hey, that pastor, when he sees Jesus, he has questions to answer. You understand what I mean? That's not, it's not, an, <laughs> it's not, uh, it's a failure. Uh, if maybe, maybe a pastor, you only, if someone is close to you, you can't talk to them. Maybe because of, no, no, that's not, that's not healthy. That's not spiritual, because the main role of a pastor is to care for your soul. That's what the Bible says, those who, who care for, who watch over the soul. Praise God. Sorry? Online question, okay, what's the question? It says, but what if there are too, what if there are not too many brethren around you? What do you do in those situations? If there are not too many brethren around you, oh, okay, maybe you're in a place where you're not brethren, you're alone and all that. Yeah, I think th these days you have, um, you have, if you're, uh, um, these days you can keep relationships over the phone. God has helped us, right? Uh, God has helped us. Um, but now I want to note, you to note what I'm saying 
I'm not, it's not exclusively maybe those who you are in the same fellow, in fellowship together. You can be, if you are attending a church, there are Christians there. You are also, you are part of the body of Christ. The only thing is that because they, they are not feeding at the same level that you are feeding, so they might not have the sight to now to apply the right judgment towards things that pertain to your life. That's a difficult. That's why it's better for you to have people who, who understand you, who are listening to the same word that you're listening to, so they can judge you, right, based on the same standard. You understand? And so for, for that, these days, to me, to the way I see it, we have, thank God for technology, right? Um, I, I, me, I know that this technological time, God has prepared it for this word of righteousness season. Because of the way it's going to occur, there will be need for communication. People who are in remote places. I, I was listening to this word remotely for, for a long time, right? Before I got to meet, uh, I got to meet daddy first of all, and mommy, and then got to meet people who were in the same light. You understand what I mean? So um, you can, um, you can, if, okay, if you're that person, you can reach out to me, okay? And if you're looking for, I need a friend, or I need someone who I can be talking to and who can get to know me, no problem, no problem. Even remotely, that can be done. That can be arranged, you understand? It's just that because they are not living with you every day, uh, you don't have that, that, that but there's always, the Holy Spirit is creative. You, you just have to know that. You have to be wise. And there's always a solution. Jesus, they call him the great shepherd of the sheep. There's no, no sheep who is in such a, a tight place where God can't find a way. You understand what I mean? To minister to that person. God will find a way to do it. Uh, so if you feel maybe, ah, I'm isolated, I, I don't have brethren, Ooh, maybe, maybe the question you're asking is that I know people from afar who I talk to on the phone, but they're not living with me. That's fine. Um, as much as possible, arrange your life to be as close to Christians as much as possible. And, but if you're looking for people who maybe share the same light as you do, Remotely, you can connect with people. That has happened a lot. I know a lot of people here who are deeply connected with people in other countries. UK, Nigeria, I mean, deep connection, <laughs> very deep. And that's something that's occurring. And the Lord is one of the grace that God has given to us, you know, in Word of Righteousness, EGFM, Life Meetings, and all of that, sister ministries. There's a lot of connection, even cross-continental. People have relationships that are cross you understand what I mean? Uh, there are people in Nigeria that I never met before, but when I got there, it's as if I had met, known them all my life. <laughs> you understand? So, and it's a beautiful thing. So don't feel like you're isolated. Um, that's not the case. Um, there's, there, are, there are ways, creative ways, through leading of the Spirit, the Lord will show you how you can stay connected and integrated. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Any other question? Who's that? Someone? Okay, my wife had a question before, but she no longer 
I should no longer has it. All right. There's one at the back there. Okay. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, I have two questions. Yes. Um, the first question is, I was actually thinking about it today, where um, one thing that I think I find very common is where we, I don't know how to put it, but like when there's a problem, we don't want to like address it. Mm. We just look for a way to like wash the person and just make the person still feel good. I don't know if what I'm saying makes yes. any sense. <laughs> but just to give like a very simple example that I can think about, let's say someone is dressed in a certain way. Maybe they're wearing, just because I don't want to like point anything, maybe someone is wearing orange or blue or something, and then <laughs> you know it doesn't look good. But then be like, wow, you look so great. And I just find it very common where, like, just as we're talking about, like, maybe addressing problems or pointing out things. Now, I feel like I'm, I'm talking about something more spiritual, but this is, like, the most simple example that I can find. How would you address something like that, sir, among, like, ourselves in terms of, like, correcting one another submitting one to another, if I see something wrong in this person, point it out. If someone sees something wrong in me, I would really appreciate if they correct me in love. Um, and then the second question I had, I was just thinking, is it possible or how would you address a situation where someone, maybe for instance, I have um, an impression in my heart that I'm supposed to submit to this person and maybe you go meet the person, you talk to them, and then the person maybe feels they don't have the same impression or, um, okay, sis, I think you're wrong, <laughs> that kind of thing. Or, oh. mm. So how would you handle that kind of thing? I'm just speaking, maybe someone now has an impression, oh, maybe I should submit to this person, and then they go meet the person, and the person doesn't feel the same way, or maybe feel they don't have the grace to direct that person. Mm. How that kind of thing be addressed. Praise God. Sorry? Follow up, okay. Um, sorry, just on the issue of addressing um, issues in, our, in each other, right? Mm. Um, what of scenarios where someone f is constantly pointing out the errors in other people, but once you say their own trouble. I mean, like, should you, like, what does that do to the relationship, you know? Where should you continue to take their own X-ray of you, but when maybe in reciprocation, you point out things that may not be okay with them, and it's as if, you know, hell has broken loose, what should you do in those situations? And maybe in situations where you're close to them, or you're living with them, stuff like that. Amen. That three questions. That's three in one. Okay, because it's already ten, so I will just try. And, I will just answer. Well, if I can answer. Um, praise God. 
So, so the first one about, okay, just giving feedback. That's just a thing about feedback, right? Uh, feedback to someone. Um, so, things like that are, are necessary, important. It's important that people around you feel free to give you feedback and all, but that should be done contextually and with wisdom in a, in a way. Um, if you, um, relationship, <laughs> relationship is key. In fact, relationship is what defines what you do and what you can't, you shouldn't do. And relationship is what defines the boundary on how far you can go. Or what words would you use? Or how would you say it? Many things is within, is in the context of relationship. And when it comes to relationship, that's an area that the Spirit of God has mastery of that area, if you, have, if you follow the Spirit. Uh-huh. Um, you want to build relationships. You're not going to be, you're not going to have the relationship with every single person where you can give some kind of feedback. Uh, why do you wear this kind of cloth? Or why do you wear this kind of shoe? Or there are some kind of things. There are, there, there are some things that are difficult. For example, someone doesn't have a, someone doesn't smell, you know, the way they ought to you, in a consistent Basis, not like one, you know, it's one off, but I mean, consistent <laughs> issue. You know, that can be the case. Um, that is a very delicate subject. You can't just walk up to someone that you've not met and say, Hey, what's this going on? You know, or you just buy perfume and just say, It's a note, just say, This would do you some good. <laughs> You, you get what I'm trying to say, uh, right? Um, but there, but those who you are close to, right? There, there's a way that when you are close to someone, somehow you have a kind of responsibility, because if you don't tell them, who will tell them? You are the only one. Uh, so you have to be bold. Sometimes it's being willing not to protect yourself or being able to think of the other person first, instead of thinking of, oh, what would they say about me? Or think of me, think about that person first. And then trust the Holy Spirit for creativity. All right, creativity of when, how, All right? How to say it somehow, to open the conversation. And those of all of those things are wisdom of the Spirit. Yes, and the, the thing is that when you are talking to somebody, you have to check be concerned, okay, how would this thing make them feel? It must be constructive. And in your conversation, you must make sure that you, at the end of the day, you, you communicate the real thing you want to communicate, which is that this thing is a concern, and I, I'm, I, I'm concerned about you, right? And that's why I'm telling you this. It shouldn't be that I think you are, you don't have sense. I think you are not, you know, <laughs> that's not the feeling you should leave them with. Uh -huh, is wisdom of communication, or just basic wisdom of communication, and knowing when to judge if 
you are at the right, you're the right person to tell that person that then I don't I don't want to talk too much about that, but that's just the general uh, this is is this just basic wisdom as uh, so um um praise God. And then the other one was about okay, submission. Um Praise God. When it comes to anything that's submission, if there's anything that's not too clear like that, maybe who to submit to, maybe the person is not done, just come. If it's like local church setting or something, ideally you go to your pastor. Anything in that area about, uh, even when you are feeling, uh, the Lord is saying, let me submit to this person, don't just go. Go to the pastor, say, this is what the Lord is saying to me. This is what I feel. Because that's the, ultimately, that's the person who you believe, right, is ultimately watching, watching over your soul, even though they are all elders in the community, right? But um, the person who is the primary, who's primarily looking after you, you get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And then they would, they would tell you what to do in that situation. You understand what I mean? Does that make any sense? Uh-huh. It makes it, it makes praise God. Um, so yeah, things like that. You talk to talk to your your pastor. Um, the word said about <laughs> um, you have to separate two things here. Um, how someone re- reacts when you give them counsel versus your reaction to counsel. Those are two different worlds and two different things. No, no one has anything to do with the other, right? I give you counsel, you don't take it. Doesn't say when you tell, give me counsel, I shouldn't take it. <laughs> you are mixing two different things. One has nothing to do with the other. You get, it's not, counsel is not buying and selling. It's not, last time I advised you, you didn't take it. Why are you coming to advise me? You're a fool. Is the advice I do you need <laughs> that the advice there is a gift. You should be happy if someone corrects you. It's only a fool that doesn't like correction. It's a sign that you are actually a fool if you don't like being corrected. All right. Uh-huh. So it's like okay, because I gave you something good, you didn't accept it. Therefore, when you are bringing good to me, I won't accept it. That means you are a fool. Uh, so I don't think, that, and also. Um, the fact that someone is not receiving um, um, praise God. Glory to Jesus. If someone is, is pushing back on what maybe what you are saying to them, and that should not now if you are giving someone counsel and they take it and you are getting angry because they're not taking the counsel. It's a sign that something is wrong with you. That your counsel is not pure. You understand? It's a sign that is control. And sometimes that is also a bad spirit. It's a very destructive spirit, actually, that manifests among brethren. It can manifest among brethren. 
is not, and when it comes to atmosphere of spiritual things, that spirit hangs around a lot. It's actually it's the spirit of control. It's not anything. It's, it's an evil spirit. And the, the, the work of that spirit is to cause strife, to cause disunity, to cause confusion. Right? And, and these things, it hangs a lot around babies more. Because once someone begins to mature, that to fall away, you have wisdom. But a lot of time, babies were excited about God talking to me. Maybe they just got born again. They didn't used to hear God before. Then all of a sudden, they start feeling they can now hear leading. Um, a lot of babies, it happens a lot. Many of us were in that phase before. Right? When you feel like, because God told you something, therefore the whole world is bound to that leading. In fact, you feel like your leading cancels the leading of every archbishop, you know, of Reverend K, everybody's leading. Your, your leading cancels all their leading. That's foolishness. You understand? So that thing of, and one thing I always say is that how you, how you know a baby is they say, God told me, God told me, God told me. Mature people don't talk like that. That's a language. That's how I know you're a baby. Very, oh, when you say, ah, the Lord said, ah, baby, baby. I know that baby has come. The, Lord's, the Lord told me. The Lord spoke to me. The Lord said, the Lord. That's how babies talk. <laughs> the moment you need to tell somebody, God told me, is control. If, it was, if, you're not, if you don't intend to control them, you will just advise them. I feel you should do this. Then they should either take it or not. The moment you are adding, the Lord told me, you are trying to create an authority to make them do it. Because you feel God told me. That's control. Do you understand what I mean? Nobody should do anything because God told you. Do you understand what I mean? That's not the way, that's not the way it works. You get what I mean? <laughs> so if you are part of that God told me bandwagon, you are a, most of the time you, you will check it. You are causing trouble already. Check your life. Most of the time when you say God told me and you told somebody, it caused trouble. It's manipulation. When someone says God told me, God, it's manipulation. It's just my. <laughs> We've seen all those things. Do you understand what I mean? Someone really wants you to do something. They will just say God told me. And it's because they feel strongly about it. You said that, but you forget that the person you are saying God to me, are they not Christians too? Do they not have a God too? Didn't the God talk to them as well? Say, no, but I felt so strongly about it. Do you know how many people have felt? People who, most of the people who committed the greatest atrocities in the history of humanity, they did it in the name of revelation. In the name of what they feel God told them. There are people who have murdered because they felt God told them. All manner of things have happened in the name of God speaking to people. You get what I mean? So uh, when you say, let the Holy Spirit be leading you about things about your own life. You get what I mean? When it comes to things of others, if you have an impression about it, tell them that I believe, I think you should do it this way. And these are the reasons why. And leave it with them. Do you, you, know, you know why? The reason is because if you say God told me and they, and they go and do something because God told them, 
but they, it has not been told to them. They are sinning against their heart and their conscience. You understand what I mean? Actually, you should focus more on trying to get them to understand. Okay, this is what I think you should do. This is why. When you are doing that, you give the Holy Ghost a chance to move, to talk to them. If you've explained everything and they're not saying, aha, okay, I see it, leave them. Don't bring God told me into the matter. Don't, that's manipulation. If you've been doing that here, yeah, stop. I ban you from ever telling anybody God told me. And people take it to extreme. Extreme, all kinds of, that's people get into problem. You get what I mean? One of the major issues why that's also problematic is because of free will. God himself said, I have chosen, I've set before you life and death. But I will tell you, choose life, but it's still your choice. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Uh, and the way, in the New Testament, the way you are, you are meant to be led, everybody should be led by their own inward witness. The role of their friends, their pastor, and all of that really is to give light for, to that, wit, for that witness, so that that witness to elevate their judgment, so that they can now judge the right thing, because you have shed more light to them. That's why pastor, instead of pastor to, to tell, tell this is a pastor who has mature more than flock, can easily tell the floor, hey, do this. Say, why? Cow, shut up. Do it. That's it. Who, who are you? Do you know? Do you know how long I've been following God? Do you know? Who are you to ask me why? Come on, go and do That's not Christian. That's not New Testament. You're not helping the people. God is not outcome-oriented. You've done it now. I'm happy. No. It's about the inward working. So instead of commanding people around you, teach them. Keep teaching them. When you teach and teach and teach, you build their conscience, you build their judgment. That's sometimes God will start speaking to them. God will start talking to them individually. And you must have patience to wait until God starts talking to them. Unless there's a serious danger that you know this is very dangerous. You can say, okay, you might not understand yet, but just wait. Don't do this to, to safeguard him from serious danger. And that's the reason why there's, there's that submission relationship is there. That's why your pastor is not just your advisor. He's still your pastor at the end of the day. Yes, sir. Uh, but in terms of how he does the job, he's not doing a good job if he's always telling you, do this, do that. Right? It should be, it should be shedding light, illumination for you. So that they, to give the Holy Spirit a way to be king to your heart. Yes, and if you now come back and say, ah, the Holy Ghost has spoken to me, he will check that leading. Are you still missing? If you are still missing it, it means that he needs to teach more. He can tell you, okay, I understand, but still wait. Still wait. And it will bring more light. Do you understand? Yes, that's new. That's the new New Testament. You get what I mean. <laughs> so there are a lot of areas, a lot of things where, and, and and when you're working with God, you now discover something about God. When it comes to natural stuff, things in life, God gives a lot of room for choice. You go on. Sometimes when someone is saying, "God told me." They are speaking based on their conviction of the choice they would make if they were the one in that situation. But they are an entirely different person. You are different. Your own choice might be different. It doesn't mean that it's bad, absolutely. Although there are some things that are absolutely bad. For example, God, can lead, God will not lead you uh, to go and marry an unbeliever. 
without some kind of enlightenment or something. There has to be something because it's out of the, you understand what I mean? It doesn't, really, it doesn't make sense. Why would it, someone who is dead and someone who is alive, you know what I mean? I mean in terms of choice, so you have the choice. You understand what I mean? There are many things. When you come inside this area, I was choosing spouse, getting married. There are a lot of misconceptions. Many things. The concept of that, there's one person who's my wife. There's nothing like that. There is nothing like that. Ah, this is my, I know that that person is my husband. That one is my wife. It's not scriptural. It's not biblical. Let me tell you, there are many people you can marry. Yes. <laughs> Okay, what if the person you feel is your wife? Now say he wants to become a Buddhist. <laughs> or he doesn't, he doesn't have a choice to become a Buddhist. Or you say, God told me three years ago, I saw in a dream, that person is my husband. No. Don't, don't fall into all those things. You get what I mean? There's nothing like, God will not, cannot tell you this person is your husband or your wife, no matter what, is a lie. God is not like that. God is not like that. Even if God feels you should marry this person, maybe this person will be a good match for you. That person still has a choice to choose no. I don't like that one. <laughs> Do you get what I'm trying to say? Well, some of us, our lady, we don't give room for choice. It's just, the Lord has spoken to me, so therefore, that God speaking to me cancels that person's choice, cancels that person's will. It doesn't matter. God is not like that, please. You understand? Let's be wise about things. Those things lead to heartache, heartbreak. When you, it, that's idolatry. When you hold on to something too tightly, it can be a leading, it can be something you feel. Once it, that, this is the rule. Once it's something on this earth, no matter how strongly you feel God has told you about it, it can change. Just let that be your rule. Once it's something on this earth, and it's not eternal life. One thing we know that God's mind will never change from salvation. God will never say it's no longer Jesus now, it's something else. Those are the things that can't change. <laughs> you understand? In other words, as long as it's not truth, you understand? Say, that guy is my husband. My question is, is he truth? Is he eternal? Is he unbreakable? Is he unchanged? No, if he can if the guy can change, mean God can change, even though he told you yesterday is his husband. If the God, that guy is your husband yesterday, and today now the guy has backslidden, he now hates God. He has said, I'm going to the lake of fire. You think God will not change? <laughs> the truth is that God doesn't force men. Men can choose anything. God does not force people. Sometimes you say, God told me that two years ago. No, that was two years ago, man. Are you the same person? Who God was talking to two years ago is that who? That person is no longer, no longer exists. So you must check who is here now. God, what do you want for this person today? Not who was there two years ago. So you don't do anything based on God told me five years. I saw a dream. I saw people, people running into problems with all those things. Leading is progressive. You're constantly pressing. Some, a lot of times, God even talking to you about something. It's not because of that thing. It's, a, it's just for leading of the spirit. So some, an instruction God gave you for leading of the spirit Maybe that's his impasse. You now hold on to that thing. It's not about that. When God, anytime God is speaking to you, it's from the place where you are. Like God did not tell Abraham, there's a land. This, no, no, he just kept leading him. After I say stop, from the place where you are. Every leading is always from the place where you are. If you shift position, 
you will, God can come again from the place where you are. This is the new revelation. Like God told Abraham, sacrifice Isaac. Then he shifted into the mountain, arranged everything. God now came again and said, we are no longer killing anymore. Because you have shifted. The man that you tell kill your son no longer exists. This man I'm talking to is a man who has already killed his son. So please leave Isaac alone. Isaac has nothing to do with this thing anymore. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? So God is like that, yes. yes. You have to learn how to... Leading, one of the main reasons for leading is just to teach you how to flow with God. That's just the main purpose. It's not about anything on the earth. I must marry this man. Is he Jesus? I must marry this girl. No, nothing like that. God, God has, however beautiful someone is, God has 300 million better than them that he can bring to you. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? Yeah, God wants, let your soul be big. Our, my God, God is not wretched. You can't box God. God, say, ah, because I said this three years ago, we are, you know, pray God to say, ah, we are handicapped in heaven. No, we only had that one. So let's go. No, no, that one. <laughs> he owns the cotton on the top. All things are his. God can create husband for you. From when I, I know what I'm talking about. You don't believe me? You don't believe God can create husband from nowhere. Yes, now. Somebody who is not serious, God will get him born again because of you. He will make him filled with the Holy Ghost because of you. Very quickly. Do you get what I'm trying to say? God is not, my God is not a poor guy. <laughs> so don't limit him to anything. Don't feel like your life has scattered because something that did not pan out the way you initially thought it was. You get, so let's be a bit, we have to be fluid with anything called leading. Because that's the way God is. That's the nature of God. Don't make anything. Leading can become idol. Revelation can become an idol. Don't make any idol. You have only one God. He spoke to me yesterday. Okay, because today we must all do everything he said yesterday. Is he dumb today? Has he stopped speaking? Has he lost his voice? Why don't, why don't go to him today and talk to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, what do you want from me? What's the, the, the picture has changed. Show, chat the cause again. Show me the way again from in this situation in this place. Glory to Jesus. The Lord will help us and give us wisdom, help us, give us mastery of the things of the Spirit. And I pray that you will cause the spirit of counsel to rest upon us, to be strong upon us. You make us wise, make us wise, make us wise, make us wise, wiser than our enemies. Thank you, our Father. We give all the praise to your holy name. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to God.